Hi friends, I'm Andy Sell, and these are the people we know. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of People We Know, the podcast where real people get excited about unreal people. Uh, We got a good episode today with uh, Jeff Suing talking about the larger-than-life personality of Michael Jordan and how he is just as much a fictional character. The man, the myth, the legend, the shithead. The shithead, (laughs) number 23. But more on that later when we get Jeff Suing into the studio. In the meantime, you guys ready for another segment of Leah's Got Homework? What yeah. Did we, what did we do to you this time? <laughs> We're gonna have uh, Pat Reagan do a theme song for this, by the way. Oh, oh yeah, sweet. that's gonna be awesome. Gonna <laughs> uh, RoboCop. RoboCop. Was my homework. Oh. Yeah, never saw it. A movie yesterday. that makes every young boy want to see it based on title alone. You <laughs> yeah. and I can see the intersection of the Venn diagram between robot and cop. <laughs> Fuck yes. Well, I yeah. thought it was like a kids movie this entire time, uh, my whole life <laughs> wow. until I watched I love it. That. Yeah, I mean, I just because because I'd heard like kids I grew up with talk about it. Yes, yeah, so many of our generations saw that when they were probably too young yeah. to be seen. Well, we were talking earlier before you got here that like there's so many 80s movies that were marketed to kids that were hard R. Yeah. Like there were yeah. Terminator 2 action figures. Mm-hmm. And that's there an R-rated RoboCop action figures. Yeah, RoboCop action figures. There was an Aliens cartoon almost yeah. for a minute. <laughs> like, no kid should see Aliens. I did. I, I mean, saw RoboCop as a kid in a theater. I yeah, was definitely. I mean, young. I saw things that I, you know, rated R, but I, I, I guess I just thought it was like presented that way. So you, know? you were a little taken aback. By yeah. It yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, that scene where they they bring in the first prototype and kill the guy. Oh yeah. And it accidentally <laughs> kills the guy and malfunct. Yeah. I was just like, holy shit! Like that. So is that when you got that it was a comedy? Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> I think so. And, well, that and. I mean, God, it was just so. I I really thought it was more graphic than I. I don't know. I it, it bothered graphic. me. Oh, no, you yeah, did it's see the director's graphic. cut, though. Yeah, you I saw did. The, I as saw opposed the to the theatrical cut. cut. Now I, and the theatrical cut is also very violent. And my brother and I were talking about this the other day because he was rewatching RoboCop, and he was like, "I can't fucking believe our parents let us watch yeah. this." And I was like, and I thought about it, and like, I, I, there's a lot of arguments that are made about graphic violence and stuff, desensitizing children to it. And I think that, at least in the case of RoboCop, that movie might have been responsible for my fear of guns. Hmm. Yeah. Because they didn't shy away from the damage that guns can do. If anything, yeah. they played it up and embellished it right. a little bit. Yeah. Like, and, I, I, I think there is a shotgun somewhere that can blow your whole arm off, yeah. but I don't think that that's yeah. the default setting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I... Uh, yeah, that's a... Well, that's set what... Per- shotguns yeah. to amputate. Uh, <laughs> that's particularly what, it, what, particularly what it was about it, the guns. That, I yeah. mean, you know, you just don't see that no. really a no, they lot. they don't do that in, anymore. They're sanitized. Yeah, it's I insane because I, I think that it's more graphic now but then i see stuff like that and i'm like oh holy shit oh yeah yeah Yeah. well now they'll do like they'll do bullet hits but it'll be like either cg blood Mm -hmm. or they'll have if it's a pg-13 movie they'll have a dry squib go off Mm -hmm. so you'll see like a guy's wearing like a jacket and then a hole gets blown in it but nothing comes out of the hole right back then there'd be like a geyser 
Yeah. I actually see meat, more. Meat hanging. There was definitely yeah. some ham yeah. involved. Yeah. I oh, see God. more graphic violence now on television than in movies. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh, at least as far as mainstream films are concerned, like the, the Americans. Uh, I haven't seen the Americans. There's I hear it's a, really good. There's a scene in, in an episode of the Americans where there's a guy tied to a chair and he's about to eat, take a bite of something. And he t- he takes a bite of something. And the guy shoots him in the back of the head, and you see the food and the blood and like oh, teeth exploding out of the guy's and mouth. And teeth, teeth. Yeah. Like it's it's intense. That's fucked up. And, and yeah. even in Justified, there's a scene mm. in, in one of the episodes where the guy who played Neil um, Neil McDonough, who plays Robert Corals, he gets his fucking arm cut off. Shit. In an episode <laughs> of that show. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. Yeah, because yeah. I, I just started Justified, oh, so I'm that's sorry. good to know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, You'll my favorite example it. of that is there's an episode, uh, Brian Fuller was talking about this episode of Hannibal, where I, I don't watch Hannibal, I don't know anything about the scene, it. but there's some scene where there's like these two, <laughs> the shot is we see these two people on their knees from behind and they're naked and you can see their bare asses and there's also like their backs are cut open so there's blood running down Mm. their backs and apparently the note they got back from nbc and this isn't cable this is nbc network drama the note was like oh we can see too much of their asses (laughs) and so brian fuller wrote back well we could have more blood run into the crack of their ass would that solve the problem and nbc was like yeah probably (laughs) don't show us naked yeah but show us the horrible things that can be done to a human body. Yeah. yeah. Show us a blood eagle. That's it's, good. There's an episode of True Detective where a dude gets his face blown off. And it's... Yeah. I mean, it's quick. But you can tell it's real graphic. I mean, that's the difference, yeah. I think, between RoboCop and this stuff. Is that RoboCop didn't shy away from it. No. Like, right. They held long and if hard. If anything, yeah. RoboCop makes it into, like, almost a Wiley e. Coyote sort of situation. Yeah. Yeah, it makes it cartoonish. But yeah. in its cartoonish quality and in playing it up and with all the screaming and the yeah. pain that these actors are emoting... Mm-hmm. I don't think it's glamorizing it. I never got that when I watched that movie as a kid. I never thought, oh, this is cool. Yeah. yeah. I thought, holy shit. Like, I never want that to happen to me. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. I don't want to, I don't, this is horrifying. And it made me very respectful of guns yeah. and mm-hmm. terrified of them. And see, I always had it in my head as a cartoon because I actually never saw RoboCop when I was a kid. Oh, okay. I first saw RoboCop all the way through probably two years ago. And I was like, and I had already read like basically the argument, the the critical argument that it's a dark comedy. It is, and then you should read it as a satire. And I just laughed my nuts off the entire time. I was like, this is, I'd buy that for a dollar. Like everything, just the the light it shines on Reagan era capitalism is Mm -hmm. just just a Mm -hmm. delight. Yeah. Great double feature the, with Starship the Troopers. Privatization <laughs> of public utilities. Yeah. Starship Troopers is another one. I remember I worked at a movie theater when that movie came out, and it was marketed to kids. Yeah, and there were whole families running out of that theater screaming. There were kids like puking in the theaters oh my God. because of all the violence oh, and shit. Although, I mean, really, the first time a parent should realize is that co-ed shower scene. Be yeah. like, eh, maybe this isn't for my eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think of RoboCop? Yeah, sorry. I yeah. enjoyed it. It was a good watch. I, yeah? I liked it, yeah. I was glad that I watched it. And I, I, I think I thought it was going to be... Well, I told you I thought it was going to be more of a kid's movie, so I thought it would be more... Uh, Let's be fair. It is called RoboCop. Yeah, like. exactly. So I thought it was going to be like more like, oh, cool... Yeah. action scenes and things like that. I don't know. So I went in expecting something different and then I, I actually picked up on the satire yeah. of it. So I thought that was interesting and I thought it was kind of well done, you know? So I yeah. enjoyed the movie. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I did I did watch the director's cut and I did feel like it... 
I, I did have several points where I was like, is this movie still on for a while? Okay. It's still, <laughs> there's still a lot yeah. left in this movie. Yeah. yeah. It really does just sort of peter out. Like it, it, it ends the, the third act is not very well put together in terms of its pacing. Like I like it, but he just shows up in that boardroom and like hucks a guy out a window. Yeah. And then he's like, my name's Murphy. And it's, yeah. And that's, that's the last, it. We're that's done. It. That's the end of <laughs> yeah. the, the movie. So I, I, I thought it was going to end before that. And I don't know why, I guess it makes sense that it would go all the way, you know, but I just kept thinking it was over and then being like, yeah. Oh, okay. There's more. Okay. Yeah. There's more. So. The kind of returning the Kings. Hurley, it's in by ending. the way. Dan O'Hurley from Halloween 3. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Kurt Wood Smith, my favorite TV Kurt dad. Kurt Wood Smith is great. I don't, cops don't like me. So <laughs> I don't like cops. I love that my favorite line in the whole movie is, bitches leave. Yeah. Oh, right? Yeah. I watched that with Sosa, and he was like, oh, that was nice of him. <laughs> Let them go. Yeah. That was nice. <laughs> is that Miguel Ferrer, right? It is and Miguel then, Ferrer, the yeah. Uh, was there anything uh, like especially? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, do you do you get the geek love for it? Do you understand? Yeah, like, I yes. Now that I've seen it, I I get it. Okay, and I think I mean I think it deserves the stuff that people you know talk about i I think it deserves all that there you go yeah all right so i i because of course you do it's a fucking robot cop well yeah but a lot of times i go into things you know a six-year-old boy people yeah exactly like people watch this when they're younger and i'm gonna watch it as like a 31 year old asshole you know (laughs) like i'm gonna watch it with my cynical brain now and shit so i contend that no one is immune to the natural appeal of a robot cop (laughs) that that's just cool yeah I don't know. Maybe was, Pauline Kale. I don't know what she said about it. I like to see what she said about it. I liked. Uh, I. I mean, the thing that stayed with me the most, though, about it was the the two. The first gun when they killed the guy and accidentally mm-hmm. with yeah. the prototype, and then, and then when they yeah. kill him, and yeah. he, before oh, he becomes robot. Yeah, that's a fucking that scene will always stay with me. I think. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think he was good as an actor in that scene. Yeah. Peter Weller was great. Oh, like, yeah. I just, I felt it when he's just, like, dying in front of these people that are laughing and shooting, yeah, no, you it's, know? You, it's it intense. makes you want to watch them die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's totally intense. It's an intense thing. it's funny how 1980s future Detroit kind of resembles yeah. current Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew that of all the future movies, yeah, like, maybe Blade Runner didn't get it right. Like, I, we're coming up on, I think Blade Runner takes place in, like, 2017, yeah. and, like, we clearly don't live in a smog. I don't know. Uh, it's rained a lot the last couple of days. It has. <laughs> I just said to somebody yesterday, I feel like we're in Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the one that gets it the most right, RoboCop. Yeah. And Ro- not so much. I mean, I don't think there's as much violence in Detroit right now. Um, not as much as, say, Chicago. But mm, That's mm-hmm. fair. Um, yeah. But the the whole, the idea of like all these public utilities being sold out to private Oh, corporations yeah. and stuff and and the, the corruption that's there that's dead on oh yeah <laughs> yeah um i mean it is like you know an unlivable hellscape from which, what i've read <laughs> which is kind of what upset me about the remake is that there wasn't a lot of mention of that does it take place it. in detroit it does yeah mm-hmm. is it like a shitty detroit yeah okay uh, but it's 
It's a more believably shitty Detroit, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, but they just they don't really touch on that. Because that's like, the thing is the real Detroit, Detroit is not a believably shitty Detroit. So <laughs> 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 they don't really touch on Michigan being a right to work state or any of that stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I won't you get wanted too much a very different remake. Robocop, yeah. didn't well, you? Well, the remake it goes into a lot of really interesting things. Uh, it's basically about drones, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, there's that. But there's. Do you like the remake? I do. I, I think it should have been a like a premium cable TV series. Okay. You know? I really think it, it could have been better if they... Because the scope of the thing is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's so many different characters and, and ideas in it that it should have been spread out over the course of like 13 episodes. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, it was it was serviceable. It did its job. Okay. Um, I mean, they cast the good enough actors in the thing. If you think if you think the ending of the original is, is kind of petering out, the, the ending of this one is... is also nonsensical, actually. Yeah. But uh, fucking Michael Keaton was great. Oh, and there's this scene. So there's, so Michael Samuel, Keaton needs to work more. Yeah, I love that yeah. guy. Per- fucking perfect. Yeah. Um, Samuel L. Jackson's in it. He's great. It's like this like sort of Bill O'Reilly type uh, uh, Glenn Beck dude. Awesome. But then at the end, he starts going, motherfucker. Like, and you're just like, okay. <laughs> you just had Samuel L. Jackson in your movie, so you felt like you had to have him say motherfucker about You do. Yeah. You yeah. Do. No, it's shut up. He's an actor. Show the man some respect. Don't boil him down. To I, a fucking I respect him as phrase. a character actor, but he's also got a fastball. You know what I'm yeah, saying? But yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just, just show me the respect as an audience, then, and and ex- expect me to get it without resorting to cheap snakes on a motherfucking plane tricks. I hate that. But I love cheap snakes on a motherfucking plane tricks. I hate it. Snakes <laughs> oh. on a plane sucks. I'm indifferent to it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, was there any? Were there any characters in RoboCop that you specifically like? I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot to relate to. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I no, think his story is pretty universal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think that the guy, I mean, RoboCop is. I mean, what's. Uh, like, you'd want to reclaim your humanity. Right. Who else is going to. Who else yeah. would you relate to in that movie? Like, Kurtwood Smith. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I don't know. Uh, his partner. Um, yeah. Yeah, but this she's. This is crazy. Her name is escaping me right now. It's, it's cool. Like, what was has she been in much else? No, but she was in all three RoboCop movies. Oh. Um, I don't remember, and I just watched it. <laughs> I don't even remember her character's name. I thought in she the was show. a great character in the movie. I, mean, I haven't seen the movie. She was the one who like started to figure out it was Murphy under mm-hmm. there. How right? did yeah. she? How did she figure it out? I still, I, I'm unclear on that. Like, how she knew it was him? Because it, when the scene when she's telling him you're Murphy, I before that I didn't see where it got there. She didn't. I don't remember. It's been like it's been years since I've seen it, and I need to rewatch it again. That was just unclear to me. Maybe I just missed something. Yeah, I, I forget. It, it's been a couple of years for me too, and I feel like there was some scene where <laughs> we're doing he, great with this one. Oh yeah, <laughs> I feel like there was some like tick that Murphy had that then like. Okay. Like, yeah, I missed whatever it was that was her tell that mm-hmm. she yeah. did that. So was it dead or alive? You're coming with me. Was that, that was the get? No, that was to the guy the criminal yeah. was, or, it, the, 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 was the, it the trick uh, stuff with the gun oh that's what it was it was the trick stuff was with the it? gun yeah yeah oh, yeah oh yeah. yeah there yeah. you go that visual storytelling yeah. <laughs> all right oh that scene where the guy runs into the toxic waste oh, oh, I totally yeah. Yeah. Part of the fucking movie. oh yeah that i forgot about that i don't yeah. know how i forgot about that's that. that's some 80s horror for oh, that I is crazy i loved waste, that yeah. they put that in there I love I loved that, it. Like, toxic waste was everywhere in 80s movies. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Jason takes well, Manhattan. Yeah. Return and he runs the out dead. and the guy's like, don't touch me. That's great. Yeah, like just this, you would. Yeah, exactly. It's just this horrible freak. 
God. I think I relate to Ed 209 the most. What? (laughs) (laughs) You have 30 seconds to comply. (laughs) Uh, His mortal, he's like a Dalek. His mortal enemy is just stares. (laughs) (laughs) We failed to consider this. (laughs) Now, uh, would you be interested in watching the sequels or are you good with the first? I'm good with the first. Yeah. And it's not, That's yeah. okay. The sequels. I am the only person in history who liked RoboCop three. <laughs> Is it just Jetpack? Is that all you needed? Dude, or? It's Jetpack and Ninja Man, and also <laughs> story about striking. You know, striking public public servants striking against uh, private corporations. Fuck yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> this whole like resistance movement that's like taking to the sewers. I like that. It's you want to watch RoboCop shoot Scott Walker, don't you? <laughs> yes, I. Oh god, that's I would jerk off to that. <laughs> uh, that's a terrible thing to say. We're putting uh, that on the internet. No, nope. yep. take that off. Bleep is. I don't know. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I look. I there's uh, the thing about RoboCop three too though is that. A lot of women die in that movie. I think every major character that dies is a woman, and it's sort of you get to a point where you're like, oh, really? That's a little weird. Um, I I was actually at a screening of the Monster Squad where Fred Decker was. uh, It was a Monster Squad Night of the Creeps double feature, and Fred Decker was there, who who directed RoboCop 3, and that was, you know, I think any time he does a QA, and a someone is inevitably going to ask, so is RoboCop 3 pretty much it for you? (laughs) Is that why you don't do movies anymore? (laughs) And he always, you know, what happened was somebody at at New Beverly was like, so why don't you make movies anymore? And he's like, well, you know, I made Night of the Creeps, and I made Monster Squad, and then I did RoboCop 3. <laughs> and everyone in the crowd laughed, and I shouted out, RoboCop 3 is awesome! And Fred Decker looked at me, and he was like, you're wrong. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Oh, um, my God. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, so I got scolded by the director of the film in front of the entire audience. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Uh, but, yeah. it's. I mean, it's, RoboCop 3 is in a lot of ways, a kid's movie. It's very oh, yeah, sterilized. No. It's, it's, very... it's definitely the transition of RoboCop yeah. away from being, you know, RoboCop mm-hmm. to family-friendly RoboCop, which culminates in the RoboCop yeah. TV and series. And you even have the kid character who's like RoboCop's friend. Yeah, yeah. That's and then, probably why I thought that, just because of the sequels. Yeah. RoboCop 3 is pretty kitty. RoboCop 2 is not. Kind of fucked up. It's yeah. pretty <laughs> fucked up. Frank, Frank Miller wrote it. A lot of drug use. Yeah, <laughs> Frank Miller wrote it. Um... Tom Noonan is in it. He's great. I'm always happy to see Tom Noonan. Tom Noonan is just, he should do more. Yeah. Uh, sorry. So. No, that's cool. <laughs> uh, so you liked to it. this. Yeah, I did. I liked it. Okay. Um, what would you grade it? I would grade it a B minus. Oh, that's. Is that low for me? I think that's kind of low. A, okay, a B. I don't want to give it an A because I'm like. I'm going to forget it exists tomorrow. Yeah. Like, you, wanna, so you, haven't, you haven't given anything an A yet. You yes, I have. I yeah, gave, you gave Halloween an A. Halloween, I gave Halloween. That's Hall- right, that we didn't, st- we Do you know why? Because that, that will never leave me. And that's what that's how oh, I grade it. Like I have the worst memory in the world. Like despite the fact that I haven't seen anything, I also have seen things and I forgot thought, that I saw them and then watched them again and didn't know until like much later that you I didn't give Halloween an A minus. No, no, you I gave, gave it Halloween an A. an A. It was a solid A. Okay. No. Yeah. No, we high fived. It was good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. My memory. Yeah, so I, yeah, I'd yeah. give it a B just because I'll forget it exists. I, I need a movie to be like that state that's going to stick in there. Because okay. it's hard gotcha. for me. It's hard for oh. me. And Michael Myers <laughs> does not leave you. Right. Mm-mm. Yeah, that character is nope. never going to leave. <laughs> Michael Myers versus Robocop. Who wins? Oh. What happens when the unstoppable force meets the immovable Fuck object? That. <laughs> Michael Myers is robocop 
<laughs> Didn't or they already I... kind of make the shitty version of that movie with Jason X? Jason X, yeah. <laughs> they did kind of do that. He's in that. space and Jason turns into a robot. It's oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. He's, in, he's unstoppable. It's, it's really dumb, but also kind of awesome. <laughs> the only way to kill him in it is by throwing him through the Earth's atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> he burns up on re-entry. It's oh, pretty my. cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, so... You should watch Jason X. And <laughs> All right. Well, really, assign really, it to me because really there's shouldn't. no other way I'm going to. Yeah, don't, 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 <laughs> don't. We're not going to do that. Do okay. You? That would be cool. mean. Yeah. You really have to be a fan of the franchise to oh, appreciate yeah. that one. Uh, all right. Well, so I think we got a good solid robocopping. Robocop. We copped our robos and we robot our cops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. All right. Are we ready to talk to Jeff Swing about Michael Jordan? Let's Fuck do yes. it. Yeah. Stick around. about it where it was like he was like look i know you don't mean it with malice but at the same time like you can understand that that word's a trigger for some people and i was like you're right and i understand that the whole point of my story was to illustrate that but i at the same time i have to respect where you're coming from mm-hmm. and that's why like i don't know it's i don't know it's a gray it's a lot of mess it is <laughs> i i mean i think the hope is that we all get smart enough to be able to decipher yeah. context yeah, <laughs> and right. that not be a yeah. thing at all okay. but yeah <laughs> so bad dad uh <laughs> <laughs> serious bad dad right real, at the top real bad dad real <laughs> deep bad dad right at the top of this podcast we're talking about hi oh, guys are we, are we going hi guys today's concept yeah. is Fantastic. today's topic is hate speech how do you feel yeah. oh, um, boy god yeah <sighs> i just have a whole lot of white guilt right now <laughs> just a ton of it is it just uh, crushing you now it really is i want to cry um it's one of those high days high white guilt days yeah, for you it's a high day it's a d- <laughs> fucking fire warning high <laughs> <laughs> self-immolation warning <laughs> advisory uh today in the studio guys we've got uh goddamn good good friend of mine really good friend we're are we, we really good friends aren't we i agree yeah i feel I like you've so. done a lot for me I've tried to do some things for you. I don't know where the karmic, <laughs> I don't know where our karmic accounts lie, but uh, yeah. but uh, we're I, we're good for each other. Yeah, I agree. You're a good you're a good dude. I love you a lot. You're a fucking great comic. Hey, listen, if this is what this podcast is, this <laughs> is just yeah, we're what just I need. Just gonna take turns kissing your ass. That would be so great. <laughs> and, and, I just need that right now. At about the 15, <laughs> might if we take like fifteen at the top <laughs> and just let you two tell me how awesome I am. At about the fifteen minute mark, I'm just gonna start playing with your hair. That's, <laughs> that's where we're going with and this. that's when the shirt I, comes I might, off. Yeah, yeah the exactly shirt's right. coming off. I might shave you. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't want to be shaved. So who is I'm it? Who do we that. have here? Who's this God, guy? what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we got Jeff Suing in the Woodry's Hardware Studio today. Jeff Suing. Hello. Woo! Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do we have like a bell like they do on the rap stations? <laughs> if you want a bell, we can get you a bell. All right, just put a bell on this. Would you guys mind? I don't know. We'll put you write that down, John? It. We need a bell. <laughs> uh, Jeff? Yeah. What's your deal, man? You're from Chicago. I am from Chicago. You're from Joliet. Joliet, mm-hmm. Jeff Suing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the Blues brother. That's right. Uh, you're here. You've been in LA for a little while. Yeah, a little over three years. Three now. years. Wow. Isn't that God something? Damn it. I get weirded out by that. Where does the time go? Yeah. yeah. Where does it go? 
I don't know, man. I wish I did. Straight to my thighs. That's <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> oh, John's face. My favorite. <laughs> During that whole hate speech debate, he wrote a note to me that just said, uh, we're rolling. Yeah. Well, he tried to, you know, get me to do something. And I was like, I don't know. I don't oh, even know how to God. fix this. <laughs> Jeff. That um, was the best part about that was just being able to let you talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like we didn't, me and Leah didn't incriminate ourselves at all, but you. No, you definitely did. You're That's what I do, man. No, That's no, my no, thing. I no, say well. something horrifying and then I'm like, and then you cap and I spend it with the white five guilt. minutes being like, I'm sorry. What am I doing? Right. Yeah. I'm just, guys, we're all just trying to figure it out, you know? Yeah. Um, speaking of figuring it out, yeah. let's figure out. You're from Chicago. Mm-hmm. You're, a, you're a Bears fan. You're Bears a Cubs fan, fan. Cubs fan. And you're a Bulls fan. Bull, and a Blackhawks fan. And a Blackhawks fan. But a Bulls fan is important to this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who's your guy today? Who'd you my choose? Guy, the, the guy I want to choose today, um, I want to talk about Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, and the reason that number I want... Number 23. Number 23. Uh, if we had Ray Clay in the studio, he would do a really nice introduction for him right now. <laughs> um, but we don't. Uh, and the, the the reason I wanted to do Michael Jordan is because uh, the thing with Michael Jordan yeah. is... Because he's, he's, he's a real person. He is a, so he's yeah. a very Just real person. Just in case you didn't know. Yeah. When you think. chose him, yeah. I was a little confused. I mean, at one point, I got... I, I, I remember, I think we were drunk outside the Hollywood Hotel when you told me, and I was just like, oh, that's perfect, because he's a larger-than-life real person who has this whole character about who he is. Right. And then I second-guessed, and I was like, wait, does he mean Space Jam, Michael Jordan? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Space Jam, and this is going to be an issue. That can, uh, really, that can definitely go into it, because that you, Michael Jordan is... You is, did uh, waylay my fears thing. by yeah. explaining to me uh, what you're about to explain, I guess, uh, why, why you chose him. Well, look, there is uh, the Michael Jordan. The reason I would say he's my favorite character are, I mean, there's just, obviously he is the greatest basketball player that's uh, that's ever played the game. Boom. Mm-hmm. And um, and will be. Um, forever. Pro- <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, probably in my eyes forever and probably in everybody in Chicago's eyes forever. You won't, you won't ever be able to say that anybody's better than him. Um, I think he's behind <clears throat> Derrick Rose's injuries. What's that? I think that Michael Jordan is responsible for Derrick Rose's injuries to keep him from being better than him. Here's the thing about Michael Jordan. That (laughs) is plausible. (laughs) Um, Because, I mean, the the list of things that the guy did, um, I guess, as in a a character uh, that he played, um, are, are just... The, the the most fun things that you'd ever want to go through, and right now there are two people that are very much as athletically. Look, LeBron James is more athletically talented than Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. He's probably a better shooter, uh, and he's probably a better passer. He's not as good a defender, and he doesn't have the one thing that made Michael Jordan great that also makes him a terrible person. <laughs> so, uh, and that's and that's a little bit about what I want to talk about. Uh, first, I mean, I could talk about all the good things first. That would make me feel better about this because I'm Let's about make to you trash. Feel okay. We're about to take oh, the legacy damn, of Michael this Jordan is be good. And, and, and bury it for a thousand years. <laughs> I think is what's about to no, happen. I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, a bunch of finals MVPs, a bunch of you know, regular season MVPs, six championships. But the things that he would do, and these are things that kind of make him... <laughs> what's the note? MJ's going to disappear us. <laughs> he could. Right? He could. 
he could find this podcast uh, truth to power though we got it we got to stand by our principles and take the risks yeah right we are the we're the edward snowden i ain't scared my point at the end of this is gonna be michael jordan michael jordan could essentially have been the topic of the movie the wolf of wall street he could have been that guy. Oh yeah, he was a supreme narcissist. Is a supreme narcissist. Yes, like he is that guy. And uh, but it's just it just so happened that he happened to be the best at basketball. Um, Which came first? Uh, see, I'm not sure because basketball is actually very clearly his oh. third favorite sport. Sorry, his <laughs> uh, it's his third favorite sport. I think golf is his favorite sport. <laughs> and baseball is his second yeah. favorite sport. Yeah. He's always loved baseball more than basketball. And here is one of the impressive things about Michael Jordan that nobody really ever thinks about. But I read an article about this, and it's it's totally right, on BleacherNation.com, which is a wonderful Cubs blog. They'll right, yep. never get to anybody. <laughs> but anyways. And it was making the case that everybody looks back on Michael Jordan's baseball career and is like, what a failure that was. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, no way. No, there's not many human beings on the planet that at 31 years old for not having played baseball or in 10 in a decade <laughs> went in and played double a baseball was able to hit above 200 and like three home runs stole like 30 bases during his during his mind and this was in double a the typical this it says it in the air that like the typical double a baseball player would be like if me and him were to take some hacks, it would be like he would look like Babe Ruth yeah. and I would look like me. And <laughs> that, like, so him at 31 just deciding I'm going to go play baseball uh, for a little while here and actually not completely failing mm-hmm. is like one of it's the phenomenal. most... It's yeah. like one of the most impressive things that mm-hmm. he ever mm-hmm. did. Um I mean, and then you but think about that his basketball. Time, his character had been so firmly set as being superhuman. Yeah, nobody that l- anything less than than flawless. The lu- well, <laughs> the lucky thing for him, uh, he that he doesn't have to deal with that these guys do now, is that he he's very lucky that he didn't come up in the age of Twitter. Um, oh my god! Because oh, yeah. he would have oh, yeah. been lambasted immediately, and people he would have been viewed sort of as LeBron James is viewed now for. You know, going to Miami or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but you know he didn't. He didn't come up during that time, so uh, you know he's he very lucky because <laughs> some of the. I mean, some of the stories like these are some hilarious stories about Michael Jordan that uh, that are like they're, they're so much fun to tell, but they also. Well, it's like Wolf of Wall Street. It's like it's fun to watch that movie, but the <laughs> yeah. entire time you're like. Jesus Christ. Like, these people should be fucking executed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, in a perfect world, they would be up against the wall. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Um, He... uh... John did not like that one. (laughs) John, I'm reporting you to the Cheka. Fucking... (laughs) You're going to the Gulag, my friend. We're all going down from MJ anyway. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) So here... Yeah, exactly. Here is just stories about him on the Dream Team, okay? Oh, my God. Oh, great. The Dream Yay. Team. So, the Dream Team, you know, the greatest <laughs> basketball team ever assembled, uh, you know, would be The everybody. Dream Team is one of those terms that, like, is just among a few other, like, there's there's a few terms, I think, that com- 
that perfectly like in sequence encapsulate the '90s: grunge, uh, sarcasm, <laughs> flannel. <laughs> that goes in with grunge. Yeah, I guess so. That goes in with grunge and coffee uh, and dream team. Yeah, <laughs> those are the three things. Ska. Ska. <laughs> listen, listen. If this is going to turn into a thing, we're going to start talking shit about Scott. I will, I will never leave I, right now, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff. I'm surprised we hear you door don't know slamming. me. And we're like, well, yeah. we lost him. I'm surprised you don't know me better, but I love Scott. Ah, you should. You yeah. should. Everybody should. Scott, I just like the by hordes, the way, man. Being somebody who loves Scott, I will say that Scott does not encapsulate the '90s because Scott started in the '60s. So, P's and Q's, Buster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like five times during this podcast, Andy is going to make something into the nerdiest fucking thing we've ever heard. Oh, yeah. At least five. Sorry. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the bad dadding this, but Dream Team. Okay. So, first of all, the Dream Team, and I said, uh, it's the greatest team ever assembled. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> and this is say, this is being able to say that Christian Leitner was also on that team, and he is <laughs> fucking garbage. Um <laughs> And always was, uh, uh, and uh, but that team was assembled also with Michael Jordan would say, "I will play on the dream team, but I will tell you who will not be on this dream team." That is why Isaiah Thomas wasn't on the dream team, for oh, example. Wow. And yeah. Isaiah Thomas is arguably the best point guard that's ever played basketball, and should have been on that team. Absolutely, certainly, yeah. <laughs> certainly more than Christian Leitner should have been on that team. <laughs> Um, but he wasn't allowed to be on that team because but of Michael Christian Jordan. Looked good on because the cups, of a personal vendetta, cups. or because he didn't want to look have these people that look good with him. Or no, 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 it wasn't personal. even about looking good. It was just like he didn't like Isaiah Thomas. He just didn't like him. He okay. did not like Isaiah Thomas, so they were like, well, he's not going to. And Isaiah Thomas is from Chicago. Oh, you God, know what geez. I mean? Yeah. He's all these things. And Isaiah Thomas, if I feel like nobody's going to correct me if I say that Isaiah Thomas is also kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> but I'm on a Wikipedia. But yeah, he right should now. have been. Uh, he shouldn't. He should have been on that team. And you know, Jordan was the person that kept him up. So here we talked about the how how much he likes golf. Here's another story about the dream team. So Chuck Daly uh, was one of the coaches on the dream team, and while they were playing in the Olympics, uh, he decided to play around a golf with Michael Jordan, and he beat Michael Jordan by one shot. <laughs> and Michael Jordan immediately was like, "I want a rematch. We're we're doing a rematch right now." Chuck Daly was like, "No." not going to do this quite in fact i'm never going to play you in golf again because like it was so horrible for this was he poor just man. like a six-year-old the whole yeah. day <laughs> yeah exactly and here's so the next morning chuck daly wakes up to michael jordan banging on his door and just calling him a pussy like anything he could do to get him to play him in golf again oh my god and then they played again and michael jordan beat him by one shot and then they never played again so like oh my god this is the and uh, this is my favorite by far, dream team story. This is from the book of basketball that was uh, written by Bill Simmons. So Clyde Drexler was a uh, another one of the great players of that era, which was the greatest era of basketball, probably. Well, obviously, I say that because the Bulls won six titles, but um, <laughs> <laughs> and would have won eight if he didn't play baseball. But anyways, yeah. So Clyde Drexler uh, was also on the dream team. <laughs> And Michael Jordan gave him so much shit while they were playing on the Dream Team that one day, for practice, Clyde Drexler was so discombobulated by Michael Jordan talking shit about him uh-huh. 
that coming out for practice, he accidentally put on two right shoes, I believe. (laughs) And he, instead of saying, oh, sorry, I put on two right shoes, I have to go put on... He just practiced with two right shoes because he was so scared that Michael Jordan was just going to fucking... Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So you could imagine what it was like. And I mean, the stories like that... Little Richie Incognito. They're really (laughs) fun. I mean, they're funny. Like, in hindsight, like, there's the story, like, Steve Kerr, who made a Uh, game-winning shot for them. Steve Kerr. He punched Steve Kerr in the face one time (laughs) at practice. Just punched him in the face. Um... Didn't He's he, that guy. Wasn't there something regarding like a craft service table somewhere? Someone was telling me some story that, about Michael Jordan being horrendous over something regarding food. I don't know about that. I mean, I, I would totally believe it because there's... I mean, whenever anybody asks him for an autograph, allegedly he says, like, if you give me the $15,000 that you're going to sell this for, I'll give you an autograph. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because oh somebody, God. some comic. I want to say it was Greg Edwards, but I can't be certain. Somebody was like with me at one point reading his autobiography, and just like every couple pages, uh, you was know just what? Like, this sounds familiar. Jesus Christ! To me too. Was it maybe on our trip up to San, yeah, uh, San Francisco yeah, yeah. with him? I think that because I think that every like couple pages, he was just like Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I remember talking asshole. to someone about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then there, I mean, his own teammates. He would try to break them, like yeah. a, like a general almost, mm-hmm. and you know, call them all the names in the books. Like there was a small forward that came to the Bulls named Rodney McRae, and Rodney McRae before he came to the Bulls was a guy that averaged like seventeen points a game and like eight boards. Like that's a good player, and Michael Jordan just ruined him. Like he played like I think he played a season maybe two with the Bulls. And then Rodney McRae was like, I'm retired. (laughs) (laughs) Muggsy Bogues blames Michael Ah, Jordan for losing his jump shot. (laughs) And it was just, and this one is actually, you kind of like feel, you don't even really feel bad for Muggsy because I guess they were playing a game and uh, Michael Jordan was guarding him. And then all of a sudden, Michael Jordan, who it probably is the best defender that's ever played, uh, (laughs) backed off Muggsy Bogues and just said, shoot it, you little midget. And Muggsy Bogues airballed it, and Muggsy Bogues to this day will be like, "I've never, I, I still blame Michael Jordan <laughs> for losing my jump shot like oh that." Yeah, that's so sort of imagine like, that power though of yeah. getting to somebody's head with, with just just, your just words. that. Yeah. But he knows that's like all exactly. He do. Yeah. He knows well, I mean, exactly there's the people thing. like that, you know, in the world that just yeah. know. I have a friend like that. She just knows the right thing mm-hmm. to say to fucking. Well, get and when you. it's when it's Michael Jordan, like that's like it's got to be personal for anybody that encounters him because of what. Just what what a what a god he was, right? You know, mm-hmm. like he's fuck dream team. He was the nineties, like you know. What I mean, oh like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's because you know, if I were to say that to somebody, you know, take the shot, you little midget, you know, whatever, <laughs> you would be like, I'm sorry, I said midget. Yeah, yeah well, first of all. <laughs> that's that's first of all, that's that's not politically correct term. I, yeah, I, I should be sensitive to you, uh, but. <laughs> If there are people I can say that to, probably who that would hurt, you know? But most people, if I say that to them, are just going to be like, okay, and then fucking make the shot, and then I look like a moron. Right. But when Michael Jordan, like, this guy, he had probably his fingers in everyone's brain, you know, at all times. Like, there was just no, 
to, to have that kind of power, you're right, to just be able to say one thing, just one, throw one little barb at somebody and you ruin their whole shit. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, he knew how to get to everybody in a bunch of different ways. I, I, there's this great story about how when the Bulls were playing the Suns in the NBA Finals, um, Michael J- in the middle of the Finals, Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley went golfing together. <laughs> Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley were great friends. Mm-hmm. And they were playing in that series... Um, and Michael Jordan then went golfing with Charles Barkley and bought him like a twenty thousand dollar pair of earrings <laughs> while they were out that day. That's and a, the next an odd story, anyway. The, I know. And the next game, <laughs> the next game, Jordan dropped fifty five in that series. And like a lot of people are like, it's because when they did that, it was sort of like you won't touch me because I I just oh, gave you a twenty thousand dollar pair of earrings psychological warfare That's insane wow yeah. isn't that crazy he's like a machiavellian figure mm-hmm. in yeah. the sports right like, that's that is <laughs> this guy's the fucking devil <laughs> <laughs> well and he hasn't like, he hasn't done anything that's like tip like he's not ray lewis he's not ben roethlisberger yeah you know he's not um he's not aaron know. hernandez He's sure not Aaron. Well, I mean, he may have had somebody killed at some point. <laughs> Probably. Really I would be surprised if he didn't, honestly. Mm. Well, I I mean, I didn't know that he had such, like, any negative stories about him. So, like, I didn't realize. I mean, I'm not a huge yeah. sports, like, person. I don't know all that. But I know who he is. And yeah. I, just, I just thought yeah. he was, you know, well, great. It's, and that it's, was that. You know, a lot of people, like, I think before, you know, the internet age, mm-hmm. especially before the, you know, what we've got now with Twitter and everybody's got a blog and blah, blah, blah. Like... You know, there was a time when a person was just, they were in control of their own image. And they could create the reality of who they were to the pre- to the public. And, you know, as time goes on now, you know, it's not enough that we <laughs> we got to fucking ruin the people we have now. We have to go back to the past and be like, oh, what about this guy? What about this guy? What about this guy? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it sparks these huge debates now. Like, and it and it's always like, well, can we separate? Like, in the case of filmmakers, artists, novelists, whatever, right. it's like, can you separate their the work, work from, from who they yeah. are? And um, you know, I have this thing where sometimes if they're if the person's dead, yeah, I can totally separate it. Like, <laughs> like I I've never read Ender's Game, and at this point, I don't think I can read that book until Orson Scott Card dies. Yeah, because I just the entire time I'll be thinking, oh, right. God, this piece of shit. I got to read that without knowing any of that stuff. Yeah. Well, exactly, which, and yeah, then I made before, it a good book. Yeah, and then I heard, it and I was like, ah, oh. and it honestly kind of sucked to yeah. hear that stuff. Well, and it's the same thing with Polanski. Although Polanski's story was big at the time, too. I mean, it was there. Mm-hmm. There was a scandal. It just wasn't as visited as it is now. Um, but with someone as powerful as Michael Jordan, like he got to control every aspect mm-hmm. of his image, and so like none of this stuff would get out. It's not like you know, well, Fatty his- Arbuckle, a girl dies, and. The entire system is just like, well, we're all going to get in trouble if they find out the truth. Let's mm-hmm. just throw this one guy under the bus. You know, there wasn't anything like that that happened around Michael Jordan. But I, I, I don't know. Well, it's here's just the thing: his that, like, image now, all this stuff comes out. Right? About Even, it just did come out now, right? It wasn't talked about. Well, it wasn't. It didn't. Not necessarily <clears throat> just came out. Um, there were people that would talk about it, but they just couldn't print it because if you printed it, anybody that read it would have been like, "Fire that guy." So, like, yeah. the entire city of Chicago would have been like, you don't get to have a job anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but, um, that, but like, and even now, like, his image really isn't that effective. The dude mm-hmm. made $90 million last year. What? $90 wow. million. Dollars. 
He doesn't even play basketball. Yeah. yeah. And the know? only thing that, that really gets to the press is this stuff about his kids now. I remember some article about it, and I don't remember what the context was or well, what was going on. I but. mean, the thing is, the thing where it really started to come out, where people started to admit that he was a piece of shit, was uh, his <laughs> Hall of Fame speech. Oh. His Hall of Fame speech was essentially just, I know I'm the best, and I am not thanking anybody. Like, there were people there. <laughs> Jerry Krause, who drafted Michael Jordan, was there, and he never had a good relationship with Jerry Krause, who was the old uh, you know, president of the Bulls or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Jerry Krause was there for his Hall of Fame thing, and like <laughs> Michael Jordan goes, Jerry Krause is here. Don't know who invited him. Wasn't me. Oh, oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> and I mean, like, and then he went on. And he was talking shit about like Byron Scott, and Byron Scott wasn't even that good of a. Ba- if you remember, Byron mm-hmm. Scott is the guy who he like pushed out of the way in the Jazz series yeah. to make that shot at the free throw line to win that series. And uh, he would, you know, he talked a bunch of shit about him. This, um, he did this during his, as his, his Hall, Hall of Fame, Fame speech. speech. Yeah, he, he, just, he only he only said the word thank you, I think it was like six times. You know, wow. when I would like, yeah, all the everyone was, else would. it was literally like t- over 20 minutes of just people cringing. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, even <laughs> when he was talking monster. about it, he was still talking shit about his high school coach. Oh my, uh, like, Jesus. He, oh like, my he's God. He's never let any of that go. Like, you have to, I mean, wh- where does that come from? I mean, because there, there's got to be a point. I think with most rational people, there becomes a point in your life where you like, if you weren't horribly abused by someone, mm-hmm. you let that stuff but go. But how can you be a rational person if you are indisputably the best yeah, at something? Yeah, I think that maybe That's it's true. that whole thing of like getting too much too early before you're mature enough to handle it. I mean, and he you is, just lose it. Like he's the only person that I can think of that you can say he is indisputably the best i can't i mean i'm sure there's plenty and i'm blanking and on like, it but it, whenever i get into arguments with people about basketball and like i've gotten to a few where people were like oh kobe's better than jordan like and it's just like no there's just nothing to support that like mm-hmm. i get why you think even then you know you, you argue with someone like that long enough at some point they're gonna be like well i mean you know maybe you're right yeah but i exactly. like this guy better you know it's you're right it's it's kind of indisputable yeah kobe is the I mean, there's only one. There's like what Ali, you know, you can right. say that oh, about yeah, Ali. Exactly. Yeah, there's yeah. Kobe is as close to Jordan as there maybe ever will be yeah. because, and Kobe did come up in this. I mean, not his entire career, but the back half um, has come up like during the age of Twitter and yeah. So that's and I mean, he has gotten burned. Oh, obviously. Well, yeah. You know, <laughs> so he can't um, go to Denver. He cannot <laughs> go to Denver. <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, so Kobe Bryant is, uh, is, is probably as close because I think he sort of has that same disease. And I think that it's the same like mental illness that people who like have a billion dollars and are like, I'm not done making money. Have. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just like people I, who are rich and shop. They anyway. <laughs> have, yeah. It's like, they just have to keep winning. And I wonder if that is why they're the best, you know, like I wonder if that's a driving force in it and it's necessary yeah. to be that, you know, I think it is. Cause I mean, he has a huge gambling well, addiction. Yeah. Jordan. Um, he would always play cards. Oh, this is, this is like my favorite story. I can't remember whose mom it was, but somebody invited him over to have like a friendly no money game of cards with like he and his mom so like his mom could play cards with michael jordan oh god and when the mom went to go to the bathroom this guy caught michael jordan trying to cheat to win that game of cards 
What? Like that is the level of obsession <clears throat> this guy had with winning. Dude, now what? You Hats know, like, with okay, winning. so his his father there was a tra- his father was murdered. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a huge tragedy. Do you? I, and I don't know. I'm gonna admit I don't know a lot about it. I don't know what their relationship was like. And you you hear these stories sometimes about like you know parents, especially men pushing their children into sports or something, and then like just always on their ass about it, always like there and hounding them, and it creates this complex within them of like I can't lose, or I also if I lose this game, they equate whatever they're doing with their father's approval mm-hmm. or their parents' approval mm-hmm. or the approval of their community. Like, was there any of that in Michael Jordan's upbringing at all? I mean, I think there may have been, but every every sign with his father was that he was actually like a pretty good, a good guy. Yeah, yeah that's because I remember when the story came out after he was murdered. It, not when the story came out, when the fucking thing happened. Mm-hmm. I remember reading all this stuff about his dad, and it all painted his dad as this really good dude. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, that was. That's one of the lasting images I have in my head from his career is when he won the title after his dad uh-huh. his dad mm-hmm. died and like he was like crying and hugging the trophy yeah. and like those were the things you saw of Michael Jordan so you were like God he's just the best guy yeah. in the world as yeah. well as being the best basketball player but you know no he's <laughs> <laughs> no he's not, not, not really case. that good of a guy uh, not the case yeah so um, well there's another and, and while we're talking you were talking about. Um, if you think that that's a thing that has to happen for someone to be that good in the art world there's always music art poetry whatever there's like this a lot of times there's this idea of you know you have to be tortured you have to be Mm -hmm. alienated you have to have a problem fitting in to create anything of real meaning or merit another figure from the 90s Kurt Cobain like there's that argument like if he wasn't so self-loathing and didn't have such an addiction you know, would he have created stuff that was as good? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sort of the the opposite because right. he was hurting himself instead of others. Well, you hear that about stand-up all the time is that comedy comes out of tragedy yeah. and mm-hmm. depression and the people that do oh, it yeah. are not yeah. necessarily <laughs> funny or happy in real life. Right. <laughs> well, it's all sort of a... Uh, that's just true. John just passed me a note. Not every villain has an origin story. <laughs> yeah. So maybe Michael Jordan's like the Joker. Like he just. <laughs> although the Joker does have. An I, origin I don't story, think. I, I I honestly think that he was born, and I I just think that just bec- in in America it's like it's defined as like sort of like a success thing. So you don't see it as a mental illness, but it very clearly is a mental illness yeah. that he has. He was born yeah. with a mental illness. It was never treated. So then he was the greatest basketball player of all time <laughs> and like would not let anybody beat him at anything. So and like that's what a nat- lot of people the have. nature not nurture side of this. You think with this born, particular thing because by... there's I don't think like you don't So he's think... like the Michael Myers of basketball. <laughs> he was just born yeah. evil. That's so, good. I mean, sort That's of, pretty good. Yeah, I, I think that it just the thing is like we see those people as successful, so it's like well, obviously there's nothing wrong with them. They're like the most right version of humanity, but they're they're not. They're super sick. They're like real sick. Yeah. Like people are on Wall Street are like sick in the head. Yeah. And they so need you think it's like a you think the chicken comes before the egg, or or maybe the no the egg comes before the. Do you think that like these Wall Street people that are sick in the head, they're attracted to that job because of their illness? Partly, I think they find I think the danger in it and the like the I, it's really a gambling 
addiction sort of is the same thing. Um, but you just find, oh, yeah. you, essentially, yeah. you just find the thing that you're best. Like I said, Michael Jordan's three favorite sports in this order, golf, baseball, basketball. But he was the best at basketball. So he was like, well, then I'll play basketball. And Maybe that's best. what it is. Maybe it's he wasn't ever that great at golf. And so it could See, be. You're, just, I think you're golf looking was for an origin of it. Yeah, and you're really saying am. there's not one. Yeah. You're saying it's just his brain was wrong. I, was I, 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 I wonder all the is. time. I mean, I think that about myself to a degree. I mean, oh, yeah. I yeah. think everybody thinks about that. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, I think that the stand-up parallels are interesting. I know we do that a lot on this show, but well, hey, fuck you, Well, I mean, you, we're, we're comics. three comics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we that's, that's the world we know. And there's, you know, in stand-up, too, you see those guys that are like, I'm gonna be the best. I'm gonna f- and they're and they're dicks to everybody and they think and a lot of times they're they don't go anywhere because they're just not funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they should have gone into basketball. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, you see that and you see the self-loathing. It's like you kind of I don't know. You see a lot of mental illness instead. Of yeah, well, definitely in that. Uh, well, I mean, it was just it's also he was just kind of the perfect storm because he didn't. Granted, a lot of why he was so good was hard work. But, I mean, you have to... It, it had to be the perfect talent of that illness coming in with somebody who was physically talented enough to do all mm-hmm. of those mm-hmm. things. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's the, the and that is the reason why I think LeBron James will not be ever considered better yeah. than Michael Jordan. Because he, he, he doesn't have that. I think LeBron James, yeah. if you met LeBron James, probably a decent guy. Honestly. Like, I agree. I, I, think you would, I agree. I think you would enjoy I meeting LeBron James. I still think he's a James. dick, but... You can think he's like a... You, he's he's undeniably the uh, most athletically talented yeah. person that's ever played basketball. Well, yeah, but I think he, you know, maybe he just made immature decisions. You know, that's probably it. But I think it was immature decision. But you know, he also knew that I'm going to have to win however many championships to be, you know, considered even the same. Well, and again, I don't really fault him for going to Miami. I, again, it's for me, it's always the way he did it. I think that, that oh, with was, like the kids around him and shit. Yeah, and the big, the <laughs> fucking the, the decision special. Like, yeah. get, fuck you. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, but I'll also tell you this. But I would admit he's probably a if he would guy. have said yeah. Chicago, I would have been like, fuck you. Nobody's ever talking shit about LeBron James yeah. around me. You know, it's just it's but just. But Derrick Rose said, no, we don't want him here. No, that wasn't it. Like, Derrick Rose would have well, loved that, to I mean, have him. Derrick Rose just won't recruit. Yeah, well, I know that, which but is I, a bad I remember thing. reading something where he was just like, we don't need him here. We got our own thing. Well, he, th- I think, I'm sure he thinks that now, but uh, he, he's. <laughs> I don't want to talk shit about Derrick Rose. It's hard to do that, but he's sort of losing it a little bit. For yeah, me. Uh, because he, you know, he's he won't do the things you need to do to win in the NBA today, which is say, hey, I really want to play with you when your contract is up. Yeah. That's how it works now. Like that product is garbage. Back in the '90s, it's actually a pretty good product because um, you had. I mean, you had you had. I mean, if you compiled the list of like, and then the, and the, I think they did this once, like the fifty greatest NBA players, uh-huh. most of them would be from that era where Jordan was playing, like yeah. late eighties, early nineties. Oh, it was a great time for basketball. It was uh-huh. amazing. Um, but now it's it's very much wherever t- two or three guys in the league decide how how good everything is, uh-huh. which is a bummer. But um, yeah, that is a bummer. Yeah, it was just different. Let's go back to the nineties. Let's go back to the 90s. Let's, get it. Let's just fucking go back there. Yeah, well, I mean, it would be good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I, I wanted to... Okay. Uh, let me see that. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> Hope we're going to edit this part I out. I don't know what to no, do. No, this all stays. <laughs> we don't edit shit out. Yes, we do. We're going to edit the whole beginning of it out. That would uh, be good. That's for sure. That would probably be good. Uh, do you... So when he, I, I'm still shaky on the details of retirement. That was uh, that was a different time for me. <laughs> do you know what? So he left. He went to do baseball, then he came back. Because I remember when he came back, I taped that game. I still got that game on mm-hmm. a VHS tape. Um, he came back, won more championships, mm-hmm. and Three then more. <laughs> yeah, and just as many as he had won before. Right, <laughs> and then and then he was out. What? No, he. I can't remember when he went out. When he retired, was he on his way down anyway, or did he go out gracefully? Because like a lot of times you'll see like some. You're some talking athletes, about when he retired and then he went to the Wizards. Yes. Well, no, no. When he retired from the Wizards. Mm. When he played for the Wizards, he had to kind of play more of a. It was almost like a power forwards game where he was on the low block a lot and shot that. You know, he did that little mm-hmm. shimmy and fadeaway jumper, yeah, which was like the most unstoppable shot ever. And uh, <laughs> it still is. Like Kobe uses it, LeBron uses it, yeah. you know, whatever. And uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but he was mostly on the low block, and I think he still scored like sixteen, seventeen points a game. Grabbed, you know, six. Yeah, I mean, he was still decent, but like he wasn't. He wasn't sad. When he, you know what I mean? He he was. It's not like when Brett Favre left the NFL and it was like Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, you should have been out forever ago. It wasn't. It wasn't too sad because he was still sort of a productive player. Yeah, because I think he averaged over thirty points a game for his career, which is ridiculous. <laughs> and it was yeah. coming to like he was not to that level enough to where he, I think at the end of it he was at risk of going below thirty points a game for his mm-hmm. career. But I mean, he wasn't like god awful. But like that—that that started a whole new chapter in his career. Like when he was when he was owner of the Wizards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he can't get out of his own way as an owner either. Like, oh no. His his the, when he had the number one pick, he picked a guy named Kwame Brown. And I'm sure Kwame Brown was just super excited. And this guy was you know had all of the talent in the world, and he was a high school kid. And then he came in. And Michael Jordan ruined him. Like, he came in, and he would call him names all the time. And imagine, like, the god of basketball yeah, again, is sitting there calling you a queer. Yeah, the guy, or, like, all the things that would get to you the guy whose as a poster, basketball player. The guy whose poster you had on your wall. The guy to, whose your shoes were named after. Is just coming after you yeah. every single day, calling you a pussy, and telling you you have no business being in the league after he drafted you. I mean, did he have that force in his life? And that's why he thinks that's the best way to... I have no idea. I think that... I can't imagine anyone was like that to him. I mean, maybe his high school coach. That's why he hates him, but... I mean, he thinks he's being helpful, right? I think that you have to... Because what Steve Kerr said after he got punched in the face... It doesn't sound to me like, like Michael Jordan was ever really interested in being helpful from what we're well, talking about. Well, if it's about. his team... I mean, it's in his own interest to you know make yeah. a good player. Right. So, but at you that point, think. too, maybe, uh, maybe that's a part of whatever is going on in his head too is just like maybe he interprets it that way or believes it that way but Mm -hmm. maybe subconsciously it's some sort of like uh, you know like fuck it I don't care about that it may be because he knows the type of player that he is right so he knows none of us are psychiatrists by the way (laughs) no it could yeah it could be that he knows the type of player he is and when he would play on the basketball court 
he would say the worst thing anybody's heard about themselves ever to them to make them worse yeah. at basketball. Mm-hmm. So then he, he would was do that, that to, to his own his teammates too? so that they were ready for that if somebody yeah. came back at them with that. It could yeah. have been that. Is um, that what the Steve Kerr sure. fight was about? Well, the Steve Kerr thing, he said he punched him in the, Steve Kerr said he punched him right in the nose. And then, but in that interview, Steve Kerr also said, but after that day, we never had a problem again. Like, I went through the, like the hazing, I guess it is, yeah. of it all. And then, like Robert Parrish, when he went to the Bulls for a little bit, and he had already won some titles with the Boston Celtics, the Chief. Also, the guy <laughs> smokes a ton of weed, Robert Parrish. Uh, and uh, Robert Parrish came to the Bulls and won, you know, a championship with him. And Jordan came in, like, was like, I'm going to. You know, kick your fucking ass. And Robert Parrish was just like, no, you're not. <laughs> and then ever since that day, he never fucked with Robert Parrish again. So it was oh, nice. like, maybe that's, so it is possible to, you know, be immune to him. Maybe, maybe he's just, maybe he's just, you just have to stand up to him. He's yeah. one of those people that you have to stand he's up to. He's, he's a bully. A, he's got right. a permanent case of mean senior. Yeah. I think the one he probably never said anything to, and if I'm being honest, my favorite player from this era was always Dennis Rodman. I love Dennis oh. Rodman. <laughs> and I bet he never said shit to Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Because you know that guy's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he probably just There's thought no Dennis point. Robin was a hallucination. The entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that could totally be it. I uh, used to love him. I maybe I mean and again maybe this was like the stuff he was saying to other people was stuff that he was saying to himself in his own head. Possibly, I mean, I don't know. It's it's interesting to me to think about all these things and to look at him as a person versus as what the icon he was. Well, and he got to do all those things, like we said, behind closed doors where nobody was ever right. going to hear it. Nobody could really call him on it. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's different now than it was was then, you know. Yeah. And it's always, like, you watch, like, the Heat together now and LeBron James is, like, boisterous and he'll do a yeah. ridiculous dunk off the backboard or something and they're all having a good time. Like, I don't think Jordan did any of that. Yeah. So... No, true. Yeah, he was. Yeah, in in the game, in public, he was. He, he was he everything like a, you thought he, he would exactly. Be. Yeah. He was a supportive, space jam man. <laughs> yeah, you know the thing I love about Space Jam is like I don't think he was great with his kids either. I don't know that for a fact, but like even in Space Jam, like <laughs> there's like a time where he like plays baseball, and like they show that he missed his kids' baseball game, and I was like. <laughs> Man, like, wow. even in there, you're not really <laughs> paying attention. I, and I think in the Hall of Fame speech, he also mentioned something about them not being able to live up to his legacy. Which Jeez. was kind of rough. Jesus. Yeah. Damn. Um, but yeah, if you watch, I mean, if you watch that thing, it's like hard, it's like hard to watch. Because you yeah. were like, all right, just, you know, all you got to do is be like, you know, I couldn't have done it without these people and blah, blah, blah. But when that was, the, was that it for you? Or was just that, not be mean and talk shit. Like, I, yeah. yeah. Well, the, yeah. the yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe watch yourself a little bit. Yeah. Well, the thing. You the, did it in the 90s somehow. <laughs> yeah. He was self-aware enough to not be a monster on the court. Yes. So. Yes. Did you, now was that the moment for you? Were you, okay, first, two questions, I guess. Were you a Jordan fanatic as a kid? Growing up, I mean, like you lived in Chicago, you were a Bulls fan. Did you had you had to have had MJ posters? You had to have Air Jordans, right? You had to, something. I didn't have Air Jordans. We couldn't afford couldn't Air afford, Jordans. Yeah, I had like Hakeem, I had like Hakeem Olajuwon shoes from Payless. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, to the LA lights, the light up shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I loved those shoes. I still love Hakeem I had a pair dollar canvas shoes. That's all I ever wore. I had a pair of Reeboks that had like dashiki patterns on the back and said like live together, play together with like peace signs. It, yeah. was, it was so. Uh, I was very aware of how great Michael Jordan was um, for sure, and you know Scottie Pippen and all. That. My favorite player was it was Dennis Rodman for a while. Um, here's the I thing. had a BJ Armstrong jersey. BJ, I love BJ like, Armstrong. I watched him in Iowa. Little baby face BJ Armstrong still looks the same. Oh God, yeah, looks exactly the same. Um, but uh, the um, the thing about like the thing about him is like I almost grew up just early enough where I could like if I was watching Michael Jordan now I would be very enamored with him. Yeah, because I like. I'm a nerd for sports, so I yeah. like can take that stuff in. But I, I think I almost I almost grew up in a time where you almost underappreciate him a little bit. Um, that you know, like I said, I had a Rodman jersey. I never had a, a Jordan. Yeah, jersey. I, yeah, I had the thing about Jordan too because, like, even as a kid, again, I was shitty. I was like, ah, I'm going to be contrarian, and <laughs> everyone was in love with Jordan, and I was a Bulls fan. But I kind of like stood back away from him. Like my favorite, again, as a kid, my favorite time was when he was gone. My favorite time in the Bulls was when he was gone, and the t- Tony Kukoc and Paxton and Kerr and Armstrong. That's another thing for the like, Olympics I, th- I forgot to tell you about. Uh, Tony Kukoc was coming over to the Bulls that next season, and they were going to give Scottie Pippen like a little less money or something like yeah. that to, so they could sign Tony Kukoc. And when they played Croatia in, I think it was either the final game or like the semifinal uh-huh. game, Jordan and Pippen, like Jordan went up and said, nobody guards Tony Kukoc except for me and Scottie Pippen. That is the only people that get to guard him. And they were like, okay. And they like destroyed yeah. Tony Kukoc. Like embarrassed him. The like Croatians it was and they just destroyed Croatia that game because they were like yeah, motivated. Because yeah. like that's the thing is like that team probably like half of the games was just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I remember that. Wasn't it like almost close on one of them or yeah, something? Yeah, one was almost close. But when they played Crow, they beat them by like 50 or 60 oh, points. God. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. Well, you know, you play those balkanized war-torn countries. Yeah. <laughs> Not a well, lot of- but you were asking about like how I came to like feel this way. Yeah, because about- so, again, yeah, I was I stood back a little bit from Jordan mm-hmm. as a kid. Like I wasn't, I didn't have Jordan. But again, I didn't really appreciate him until later um, when he came back especially. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, when when was the image shattered for you? Okay, I, w- I want to make this clear. It's not necessarily shattered. I will still uh-huh. defend that guy yeah, forever. I'll still watch his games. I, I love Michael Jordan. We're talking about my favorite character here. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the reasons that he is my favorite character is because, like, one of the things he taught me was that, you know, he, that, like people aren't always necessarily what they seem or like putting people on a pedestal is a bad idea. Yeah. Um, because when it, when it really happened for me was, um, I started really, my dad used to listen to sports radio all the time. Mm -hmm. And then I got like very into listening to sports radio. And I, uh, I love specifically the show was just Boars and Bernstein was the show on, uh, the score in Chicago. And I actually ended up interning on that show. They're very nice guys. (laughs) And they sometimes would, uh, they would sometimes talk about how Jordan was a bad person. And that was the first time I'd heard it. So I was like, what are they talking about? Um, I was, it was probably like 14 or 15, I would say. So like, that was the first time I had been hearing about it. And Terry Bores was a guy that 
like was a journalist at the time and probably was one of the guys that never got to yeah and like that sh- that happened in chicago a lot like everybody thinks mike ditka is a really good guy but you know yeah. i've mike dick is a piece of shit and um <laughs> but like all those people got away with it because chicago is like so obsessed with their sports yeah. and things like that um so that is like the first time that it happened and then like i i became more more and more obsessed with like figuring out like what it was and then that's when i came to the conclusion that like here's the thing he like he was that guy but like also wouldn't have been that good if he wasn't that guy like it's like sort of a vicious weird cycle thing where it's like he would never have been what he is if it wasn't for that and like the same and it's funny now because he's an odor he owns the bobcats now but do you think that that's necessary i mean that that's necessarily the fundamentally the way it has to be like what do you mean you it's mean in the, general or for Jordan? Well, I guess specifically for Jordan, but I think even then it would carries like an implication for the generality, but like generality, is that a word? I don't know. Can it, you be great and not corrupted? Is that what you're yeah, kind of like, getting Yeah, can at? you be the best at something and still be like a good, corrupted, decent yeah. human being? You can be the best at something. But maybe it's not applicable in this situation if it legitimately is a mental illness. And the thing is, is we're talking about the like we're talking this is a conversation about like greatest of all time mm-hmm. sort of thing in a in a field that's already like highly competitive and has a lot of eyes on it mm-hmm. etc right and so can you be the best at something without having something wrong with your brain <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. i honestly don't know how to answer that question yeah. I, don't, I don't know um like i guess if we were all to sit here and say like just speaking on comedy if we were to say like best comedian yeah. going right now i feel like we would probably say louis ck yeah, i would yeah yeah, we'd, yeah we'd arrive at that conclusion for sure <laughs> yeah i mean we would eventually we would get to there he's changed everything mm-hmm. really and um i don't think he's a bad guy probably but maybe he is i, I don't think he is either but I've i feel like andy things. has a thing that he's I'm gonna not drop gonna say on it. us and I'm ruin gonna our say lives it. i'm not gonna say it because i it's whatever but i've heard some things about him from uh some things i've heard one thing that was weird but i don't even know that yeah, it's that and i can't exact i think maybe we heard the same thing the yeah. thing i heard was weird and kind of shitty but not like he's a bad person right. it's just, just like, like a weird mm, that's a little yeah. like he was testing a boundary or something well, that's, yeah, exa- yeah. yeah exactly yeah well i think i'm pretty sure we heard the same thing yeah. the thing well the thing about that is is like it's in today's day and age it's hard like to go your entire career without having something bad said about you is yeah. almost no, is, is it's impossible. Yeah, it's never gonna happen. I think of it like personally, like mm. I am a, a obsessive and I'm super competitive, and I don't think I would be any good at anything if I weren't like that. You know, I, well that seems like yeah. it, you know it, it constantly makes problems in my life in my personal life i feel like it makes me a better writer and a better comic exactly it's like a double-edged sword sort of thing i do i Uh, do have to attribute a lot of what i consider my talents or skills or or even the disciplines i have about certain things i have to attribute that a lot to a lot of like a lot of things that i that i think set me apart from everyone else's ability to function in society like (laughs) Well, that's the thing is like some of the things that make you a piece of shit also make you great. And I'm not saying you, you, I'm just saying no, like what's something that I'm makes a, a person shit. a piece of shit is also something that can make certain like good things about their life. Like I, um, I am 
I obviously have some narcissism or I wouldn't be doing comedy. Like, I feel like that is a thing. Like, I obviously think, I mean, I just know, like, every time I go on stage and I have written a new joke, I am under the assumption that this is the joke where everybody starts calling me the best comic. (laughs) 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 And it's it's never true. But, um, like, I have that thing every time. Um, but I also have like a thing that like holds me back in a, you know, a certain way. I don't know yeah. what that is, but I have like a thing that's like, you know, you're a piece of shit. Don't go up. Yeah. And like, it'll keep me out of going, you know, up on stage for a while. And that like hurts. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes good things come out of that. Cause I'll get a story that I didn't, ha- you know? So like, I- well, and a lot of times too, like your concern for whatever your appearance is to others, or maybe it's your legitimate concern for other people yeah. might keep you from pushing a certain boundary mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or pushing a certain, or challenging yourself with a certain idea. I think that's true of anything. Uh, and the people that don't have that, that, that block that they're just like, fuck these other people. Yeah. yeah. They have a freedom to go for it. And sometimes maybe it's just a matter of luck or circumstance that like pushing that, envelope pushing that boundary or challenging it results in something great and then maybe maybe that's the difference between someone who's you know kills a bunch of people and somebody who's really great at <laughs> who so- just kills one person <laughs> I, don't, I don't i mean i don't know it's, it's really interesting to get into and we are not the three that are going to figure out <laughs> no I, I barely have a bachelor's degree in film you know I mean? from a school that doesn't exist yeah, I have anymore. A, I have a trade school thing. I have too many writing degrees yeah. to even talk just, yeah. out loud. It's not even... Yeah. It's not a thing. But, like, yeah, I, that, I, I think that's why... That's what makes him my favorite character is that he's, like, a villain, but, like, also like became the best at something um like so i mean it just teaches you like even the bad things about you can end up in you know like end up good things you know yeah well because you're taught that you overcome your demons to be great yeah so you're never taught that you keep them around (laughs) you never hey uh keep the demons locked up in a wall and in the room and starve them for a while and then just let them out and see what happens oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) you're not supposed to do that that's not good (laughs) But uh, if you do, you know, you might win six NBA titles. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's who oh, it God. is. Oh, God. So, yeah. I, I, yeah. I feel weird about the thing we said earlier. Which thing? <laughs> the Louis C.K. thing. I'm like, oh, God. I shouldn't have said. No, it's fine. I, I know. This is, again, I, this I is don't know what you're think talking he's about. listening. Well, but, yeah. no, I know not, what you're talking but, about, and I don't know why I think that there, we have either... Like I just think we don't have a right. right. Yeah, I don't have a right to even judge that. I don't, I don't even think it's like it was said. I don't know. I'll talk about it later. Yeah, but. we'll talk about. It well, there's even. Well, it's again. This is me maybe trying to be too concerned about how I. Maybe this is me trying to control my image and being like, I can't have people think I said this thing or. Right. I mean, I just look at it like he has two daughters and seems yeah. to be a. He seems dad. like a decent so person. He's yeah. he, his career. He's well, nice he's, to other comedians, he's, he's done, no matter does, who they are. Yeah. And he has two daughters that he's really trying he to raise. He does the stuff so. on his own terms, and the and even the things where he closes himself off from the world are things that he does. That a deliberate decision that he's made, that that are like 
that is a matter of self-preservation or a matter of like mm-hmm. just trying to live a life by his own terms and that's completely respectable and he has changed the game mm-hmm. uh you know so it's yeah, I don't. I, I've I've never fucking met the guy. You and know? just to be so, clear, it's not like he hurt a person. No, he, or yeah, like, exa- exactly. Yeah. yeah. But like, even do you see now? Like you've you've heard like when you're that great, you don't even want to like. That's the same thing with Jordan. Is like yeah. you don't want to say the bad thing about it. Oh, exactly. that's true. Wow. That's true. Yeah, totally. I honestly, I don't want to say something about someone that I think is a good father because I think that's rare. That's I don't yeah, know why. I guess. Well, I guess I know why. But you know what I mean. <laughs> oh shit yeah yeah it's it's yeah it's it's always and like you know it's that's i think that's the worst a bunch of time it's 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 i don't mean to keep going back to comedy but i think uh, that's like my least favorite thing you know about comedy like randomly at I, I, I have any, epi- I have epiphanies every once in a while that I never stick to. You know, people yeah. do that, oh, right? Oh, yeah, I do. So on, uh, on Wednesday, I was at Flappers or whatever. and um, <laughs> Or whatever. <laughs> That's the name of the club. Flappers or whatever. Yeah, yeah sorry. Could be. No. <laughs> and, uh, I, uh, I was like doing the audition show. And there were like people that were coming up to me that I hadn't really talked to. And they're, I feel, this is like the worst thing in mm-hmm. comedy. Because like there's like these different sects of comedians that uh that like somehow don't like each other for no reason Mm -hmm. and um there's that like there too i was like talking to a couple guys that i had never talked to before and it wasn't even somebody that was from like a different sect that i think hates me for some reason (laughs) uh this was like two guys that were just nice guys um and i was like i would never talk to these guys because like before because i would be like now how are they gonna help me really because i think when comedy you're kind of you're kind of friends with people that you think are funny yeah um but i also think like when i was there and i was talking to those guys i was like i'm missing out on a lot of people if i live my life that way because like Mm -hmm. these are two really good guys it it doesn't really matter like I'm friends I, with I, people I don't think are funny. With yeah, me too. I don't think are funny. I, 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 I am too. I would agree that too. And automatically, I assume that both of you are talking about me right now. Absolutely not. <laughs> but, I was talking about Andy. <laughs> this is your problem. How many times do I have to fucking tell you that I think you're a great comic? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Every day. Yeah, really, every day. You, every could, day. you could call Jeff every morning and say, Jeff, you're the funniest fucking person I know. Wouldn't matter. He would never. It never. would never get through there. Every time, this in. happens every time I compliment you after a set. Every time. Yeah, you can't even get when through we're that. Just I, mic, I just started sweating. I come you guys up to you and I'm like, right God, I think you're fucking great. And you're just like, no, you don't. Shut up. And you're always, you know, you're always. That's, and that's how you I won't feel. Accept that. I don't like the want you to go on after that. Like, I'm not like, oh, go on. I'm like, shut up. I cannot. <laughs> I, you know what? Like, I, I kind of have that too where I can't. It's hard for me to take a comment. Yeah. it's. Like, I, I think that's a I've kind learned, of across the board yeah. with stand up. I've, I've kind of learned to just say it. I kind of don't like people that can just do that, to be honest with you. Like people that are just like, oh yeah, thanks, man, and I'm just like, oh fuck I, you, say you're bad. You know I, what I, I mean? Always, I, I always, know why. I always, I always, I've learned to kind of, for the most part, just be like, oh thanks, I appreciate yeah. that, thank you. But For everybody that says that says I'm trying to learn to accept compliments. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Have yeah. you noticed that? Always, like, like, to it? like that's a big thing that's, that's going around. That's what I do. Now. I'll be like, really? Because I did. I think during Sometimes. that one part. You know what? Do you ever? <laughs> thank do you, you. Do you ever fuck up and go into like, like when someone says, hey, great set, and you're like. Yeah, well, I liked this yes, about it, but ev- I didn't yes. like this, and I yeah. thought this didn't go well. And then before you realize that they've walked away, I know, and you're, and you're still like, talking. I'm sorry. Why did I spew that all yeah. on you? Yeah. yeah. 
Bad oh, dad in it with comedy. Bad dadding. I think you are great, Jeff Suing, and I want to thank you so much for coming by. Oh, thank you I guys. This great. was a lot of fun. Did you have the, that was good, right? The Michael Jordan thing. Did it turn out all right? Yeah, was, I think it, it turned out awesome. great. The Michael Jordan it. thing. Guys, yeah. get a little <laughs> behind the scenes now. I, yeah, <laughs> I love number twenty-three. Uh, always will for uh, life. Yep. Think they should retire that number because he was the greatest of all time. LeBron James has also said that. that he thinks yeah, that he did he say that. That's did. right. I yes, remember that. And I remember some and other... And he would love Michael Jordan to like him so much, but Michael <laughs> Jordan does not well, like him at all. That's sort of like we would all really love for Louis C.K. to like Mark, us You know so what I much. think even more? Mark Maron. Like, everybody wants that guy's approval for I think that's reason. fair. Everyone that gets on the show, whether they like him or not, they just want him to approve of Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, true. His yeah. show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would sure. rather Bill Burr liked me. Oh yeah, oh, you know, yeah. Bill like Burr Bill Burr like saying like good set to me one day, I would probably. Oh my god, right? When I did, pants. like I, I'm gonna suck this guy's dick a little bit. When I did the, or, and suck my own dick, I guess. In this, when I did the fest in Gainesville, Kyle Kinane was on that, and when I came off the stage, he like thumbs up, oh, at me, yeah. and I almost broke into a million pieces. Like, <laughs> uh, that was like the greatest thing. Yeah, to me. yeah, uh, that's great. I feel like we should be able to talk about that stuff more. But yeah. everybody's too scared to be yeah, like... Yeah, I'm, I'm scared of what I just said. I'm yeah. afraid he's never going to hang out with me because I just <laughs> I said know, that. You're like he's going to be like, you sick of fans. But like, like, I'm friends <laughs> with people that I'm fans of, you know, comedically. Yeah. yeah. I'm a huge fan of you comedically. I'm, We're yeah, I'm a huge I'm a fan, big fan of you I tell you that all the time, and I love how uncomfortable you get. <laughs> yeah, I get super uncomfortable. I'm like, We're better all friends right. now that you were just uncomfortable that I just said that. <laughs> well, we we, we got to go. Okay. We're going to go play with each other's hair now. Sorry uh, that I, if I kept talking too long. No, you no, were great. You didn't. Thank you so much for coming by. Thank you. Thanks. Thank uh, you, guys. Yeah. I don't have anything I want to plug. That's fine. We don't know when this is going to go up. <laughs> Jeff Suing, greatest of all time. <laughs> And I can be it If I just believe it There's nothing to it I believe I can fly I believe I can touch the sky I think about it every night and day Spread my wings and fly away Awesome. Thanks so much, Jeff. Uh, suing uh, guys, Jeff Suing is one of my really best friends in in LA, and he's a great comic. If you ever have the opportunity to go see him live, I highly recommend you do. Uh, go ahead and follow him on Twitter at Jeff Suing. Um, he's fucking great. Um, I'm just gonna talk about how great I think he is because he's a real swell dude. Uh, also, huge Michael Jordan fan, despite everything he just told us about Michael Jordan. He's still a believer. Uh, I I am too, to a degree. Um, I'm a huge Chicago sports fan. Uh, not not nearly as much as Jeff. Uh, Jeff is is a monster. Um, anyway, I hope you enjoyed uh, having the wool pulled from your eyes regarding a uh, iconic sports legend. Um, that's the thing, though, is I don't think any of this stuff will ever really hurt his his reputation. Uh, he's just he's too large. He's t- much larger than life. Um, Anyway, I'm going to go watch Space Jam. Uh, So thanks so much, guys, for listening. Uh, Go ahead, rate and review us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, at PeopleWeKnowPod, and like us on Facebook. If you like us. If you don't like us, don't do any of those things and just go about your day. But don't hassle me about it, man. I don't need that. Uh, Stay safe out there. Have a good night.